This week's broadcast is brought to you by our friends and partners at mobilehomecommunity.info. Look, selling a mobile home should never be complicated, and it shouldn't take a tremendous amount of time or money. Unfortunately, mobile home owners are stuck in this pattern of using Mobile Home Village, MH Bay, Craigslist, Zwillow, Realtor.com. Look, all of these sites, whether they're free or super expensive, provide zero benefit to the person selling their mobile home. MobileHomeCommunity.info is known for selling mobile homes in 10 days or less. Why would you want to use anything else? The truth is, every 31 days that goes by, you are losing hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in the sale of your mobile home. It's a new time. It's a better time. Better technology, better site, better buyers, better everything. www.mobilehomecommunity.info. Get your mobile home sold today. A sales industry legend before the age of 30. Now at 40 is creating sales incubators for success online and offline for anyone. This is the guy Grant Cardone calls for sales advice. Each week, delving deep into sales, sales strategies, and social EQ, taking you behind the scenes of real estate and mobile homes and the art of selling, exploring why most people suck at sales and what they can do to have immediate success. And welcome in again, everyone, and welcome back to the full feature-length feature edition of Mobile Home Community, Why You Suck at Sales, and what it is that you can do to change that immediately. And I am so excited to be back with you. I know we've done a lot of these uh, uh, motivational minutes, success motivational minutes, but we have been getting so many emails, uh, so many texts, so many whatevers asking when the new full-featured podcast, the next one would be dropping. So there is no time like the present. And uh, so I'm excited to be back with everyone. And we have a lot to share this week in terms of news information. And and, and we're going a little off topic. You know, I had spent the last uh, couple weeks with with Stephen and, and Patty and, and a lot of the team members that, that put this podcast together and we were talking about all the different elements and the things that, that we really wanted to kind of hammer home uh, in terms of of sales, getting better at sales, the real estate industry, the mobile home industry. And, and actually, right before we sat down to do this podcast, uh, we had a little we had a little change. And, and so we're going to start this podcast off this week with a couple stories that I, that I think are critical. And whether you're in the mobile home industry, the real estate industry, if you're selling copiers, paper, uh, party goods, um, IT solutions, uh, videos, it doesn't matter what it is that you're selling, right? You have to be conscious of the industry. And, and so let's start off this week with what's on my mind. And, and what's on my mind is, is that people live in a vacuum and are not conscious of the industry in which they work in. And how that industry pivots and moves and how it has a direct impact on them. 
You know, there are industries that, that have stigmas unlike others, right? If you're a car salesman, what's the stigma? If you're an insurance salesman, what's the stigma? You know, I was with a gentleman uh, not too long ago, uh, getting him trained as, as a new sales partner with us, and, and he was, uh, he's Mormon, and he would go on these Mormon missions, and, and he said to me, he said, you know, nothing has prepared me better for life in understanding brand, people, psychology, than doing door-to-door witnessing, which, look, for all intents and purposes, is sales, Right, and I thought, you know, how how self-aware that truly is. Because how brutal that must be on a daily basis where you wake up and you have a passion for something. Your passion runs so deep, but all of those around you and all of those that are going to encounter you, 99% of those people are have nothing to do with you. Right? They ignore the door. They shut the door in your face. They make condescending remarks to you. But I thought, geez, wouldn't it be nice if everybody had a little bit of door-to-door experience? So they could better understand their brand. So they could better understand their industry. So they could better understand people. Because most people in the sales industry aren't equipped to handle other people. Look at, look at the direct sales industry. Some people may know it as network marketing. They, they may have the biggest stigma of them all in terms of, oh, I don't want to be chasing my friends with soap and lotions and potions and boogie oil and Bitcoin and travel opportunities. And it's just, it's all one big pyramid scheme. Well, you know, in terms of whether what it is and what it isn't, the truth is, is perception becomes people's reality. The perception of the auto industry, the perception of the insurance industry, the perception of the direct sales industry, but also hitting very close to home is the perception of the mobile home industry. Now, some people like to tout the mobile home industry as, hey, Warren Buffett owns, you know, Clay Mobile Homes. Okay, great. But what does that mean? Well, he's also on the lending side with, you know, 21st century mortgage. Great. What does that mean? You know, you walk up to 100 people on the street, and if you ask them, what is your perception of mobile homes and those people that live in mobile homes? Most people would be shocked at the answer. You know, we got these all these little organizations and conventions with their little booths and their little tables and everybody's selling something to somebody that's already within the industry. You know, they're, they're just being predators on each other. And nobody's actually making news. You know, we had a post uh, not too long ago on, on Facebook that talked about where the hell are all the newsmakers in the mobile home industry? Where are they at? You know, I, I love getting Google alerts on topics and, and things that I'm interested in. And obviously one of those things is is mobile homes. Let me let me just read you, let me just read you some of the Google alerts that I just got from yesterday. Ready? 
Dog dies in mobile home fire. Mobile home incurs smoke damage. DUI charge for man who allegedly drove into mobile home. Burning water heater wires send firefighters to mobile home parks. Ohio Governor Kasich, that nut job, proposes new oversight for mobile homes. Fire damages mobile home. Val Vista mobile home catches fire, nobody hurt. City Council fighting zoning board of appeals in court. And the last one is, don't ignore the real facts about manufactured home safety. So I want to share with you guys two of these because I think it's important because perception is reality. So real quickly, I want to bring you up to speed on Governor Kasich, uh, the governor of Ohio, has recently proposed new oversight for mobile homes. Now look, government needs to get out of the way of not only people, but itself. And truly the last thing that anybody wants in this world is more government interference into our daily lives. But this article in Ironton, Ohio, says Ohio residents are four times more likely to die in a fire inside a mobile home or manufactured home than any other type of house. That's why Governor Kasich is asking the state to take over the oversight of those from board controlled by the industry. So they go on to say that this young woman, Stacy McGowan, lives down the street from a woman who died in a mobile home fire last summer. She said it's right there at 2201 North 7th Street. McGowan still remembers the fire. Her fiancé and others pulled Rachel, 64, out of the trailer on July 5th. They even did chest compressions, but sadly, the woman had passed away. She goes on to say it's amazing how something can be there one minute and gone the next. Then the story says this. McGowan and her family of five have lived in a mobile home for three years. It's not really by choice, but low income and credit problems mean for now a traditional home is out of reach. So this tool, Dan Klein from WSAZ3, uh, probably local, you know, rag guy, uh, running around and, and probably is the guy that shows up at the car dealerships on Saturday and come down and, and, and meet us and say hi to us and get a free hot dog and you'll enter and win really cool Channel 3 t-shirts. But this was not a quote from McGowan herself. This was an, an editorial insert from Dan Klein who says McGowan and her family of five have lived in a mobile home for three years. It's not really by choice, but low income and credit problems mean for now a traditional home is out of reach. That is, that is perception. That editorial insert comes from an uneducated, public-driven 
perception that has been perpetuated for years about the mobile home industry. Fire weather, it's definitely unstable because you never know what can happen because they are cheaply made. Not true. She tries to be careful with extension cords, especially since fire investigators say that's the likely culprit for her neighbor's fire. Because of a bad thermostat relay, she has to flip the fuse at the circuit breaker to get her heater turned on and off. It's scary. You can get electrocuted at any time. You never know. Anything could go wrong in the wiring or catch on fire. It's definitely not safe. But but allow me to say for a moment that if I'm assuming... If it's a family of five, there are children there. I, 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 guess, I guess if as a father, if I knew something was of a direct danger, regardless of the cost, I'm going to have it fixed. If that means me going to get a second job, a third job, a fourth job, I'll be a Lyft driver, an Uber driver, I'll deliver pizzas, I'll deliver for Amazon, I'll deliver newspapers, I'll deliver the yellow pages, I'll go be a telemarketer on the weekend, I'll go to labor ready or, or these day labor halls so I can get paid the same day until I got a safety problem that could affect my family fixed. There's a certain level of personal accountability as a homeowner that you need to have. Although I feel for anyone that's in a circumstance that they don't want to be in, and this is certainly not the time, place, or forum to talk about the decisions that we make in our lives lead us to directly to where we are today, good, bad, and indifferent, although that is true. But if I knew something that could cause immediate harm to myself or my family, you best damn know that I'm going to do whatever it takes to fix it. And, I, and if you think that the government getting involved is going to fix that problem, ask anyone in the healthcare industry. Ask anyone that owns a business that moves physical products from state to state or country to country. The government regulation is so overwhelming, it's obnoxious. So they go on and they're talking to the fire chief. And he says when it comes to fighting a fire in a mobile home, even in a small town, firefighters usually forced to contain the flames to the structure and keep them from spreading. Minutes and seconds mean a lot. Manufacturers home, manufacturing homes, they go up. There's nothing stopping him. But he, had, but he adds, they're inherently safe, especially the newer ones. So Kasich is asking lawmakers to move the state's manufactured homes commission, which oversees mobile homes, to the Department of Commerce. <coughs> excuse me, the Department of Commerce. The same agency overseeing the fire marshal's office. The governor's office says it's a conflict of interest that the industry association nominates most of the people on commission. Excuse me, that's government. 
Are you kidding me? You're picking your entire cabinet predicated upon, you know, paybacks of promises, right? You're not, you're not, this isn't a meritocracy. Even, even in, in, in every level of government, every company, there is no meritocracy here, right? The best person doesn't always get the job. So instead of shifting it to, to a place that has no idea what they're doing, that won't do anything, that would not have prevented this tragedy of this woman. This is a cheap ploy for headlines. He said that can, the commission issues licenses for mobile home park operators, trains installers, and inspects new installations. The governor's office says it's a conflict of interest. But critics say expertise is essential and the fire marshal's office doesn't have the experience it needs to regulate the industry. You know what's what's sad is, is that the mobile home industry is more regulated than the stick built traditional home industry, and that's an absolute fact. What bothered me outside of you know obviously government interference was this buffoon Dan Klein. This buffoon who said, McGowan and her family of five have lived in a mobile home for three years. It's not really by choice, but low income and credit problems mean for now, a traditional home is out of reach. Uh, may I say to you, sir, that that comment is not only stupid and bullshit, it's ridiculous. And to infer, and to infer that you are somehow safer in a traditional home versus a mobile home is an outright lie. It's an outright lie. But see, look, I don't want to confuse people with facts and statistics. So, the mobile home industry being what it is, right? The mobile home industry being what it is has this little organization what are they called here again? The Manufactured Housing Institute. I think. Okay, so we got the Manufactured Housing Institute, and I actually forgot their name for a moment, but I'm, I'm sure they do a lot of things, you know, for the industry. I'm going to tell you some of those things that, that they do for the industry in a bit. Okay? So, they send out a press release. Uh, same day, day after, doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Columbus, Ohio, May 11th, 2017, Global, Global Globe Newswire. Manufactured homes built since 1976 are safer than homes traditionally built on land. Nationally, manufactured homes have 38 to 44% fewer fires and lower civilian fire injuries than site-built homes. Who the hell says civilian? I mean, outside of the military, that makes sense. But, I mean, who does that? Anyway. The Ohio Manufactured Homes Association and the National Manufactured Housing Institute are setting the record straight about the manufactured home safety in response to inaccurate facts related to efforts to abolish the Ohio Mobile Home Commission and transfer its responsibility to the Ohio Department of Commerce. Well, that's going to be a ground shaker and an earth shaker for sure. You know this is going to be good. Because everything that everybody just said in here, nobody really gives a shit about. Right? So if you're going to start a press release off and you sound like Bank of America, 
you're going to lose 90% of most people because nothing proves a point better than facts or statistics. Nothing. When in doubt, in debate, argument, and conversation, people have a tendency to go to numbers, right? And look, I don't dispute the numbers. Look, they are factually, look, everything, look, okay, here we go. Let me give you some of the numbers, but allow me to say this. They're right. They're absolutely right. Look, the manufactured housing industry produces the finest and most fire-resistant home available in the market today. It said Tim Williams, executive director of the Ohio Manufactured Homes Association. Nobody gives a shit about him either. The fact, uh, that's a fact backed by the 2013 National Fire Protection Association study, because we've all read that. That, that's on the coffee table of in everybody's home, indicating manufactured homes have stricter fire safety codes and less fires than site-built homes. Okay, so now the, uh, we're, the National Fire Protection Association, the NFPA, okay, the NFPA indicated today's manufactured homes have 38 to 44% fewer fires and lower civilian, there's that word civilian again, Fire injuries than site-build homes per 100,000 people. Okay. And then, fire-resistant features of the HUD code include... I mean, look, come on, that's stupid. We're, you're, having, you're having an academia conversation to the wrong audience. If you want to send this press release of which you used a piece of software for, probably somebody on Fiverr or Elance or something like that, you wrote up a, a poorly written press release that has gotten zero traction, uh, no plus ones on Google, uh, one like on, on Facebook, uh, no LinkedIn shares, no tweets, no pins, no shares, no emails. So it's really, it's catching fire. You, you got Bravo, you guys have done a wonderful job, okay? Oh, here, oh, I'm in, and here at the end, right? MHI is the only national trade organization representing all segments of factory-built housing industry. MHI members include home builders, lenders, home retailers, community owners, managers, suppliers, and more than 50 affiliated state organizations. Who gives a shit? You know what that means? Can I tell you what it means? Okay. What the MHI is, is they get everybody within the industry to pay money to be a part of their organization. And the truth is, here's the best part, ready? This is, here we go. MHI is the only national trade organization representing all segments of the factory-built housing industry. MHI members include home builders, who cares, lenders, who cares, home retailer, who cares, community owners, who cares, managers, who cares, supplier, who cares. What about people? Well, we don't want to do that. Let's not do that. Anyway, let's not represent people. Because when you don't represent people and you're not caretaking of your brand... This is the kind of bullshit waste of time and money that you do. By the way, uh, re- related press releases from this, uh, what do they call it again, manufactured housing place. Uh, GSE plans for manufactured housing needs more specificity and commitment to chattel loan purchases. Woo, bet you the consumer's all over that. 
MHI names National Industry Award recipients for manufacturing of modular home design retailers and communities. So they're giving out awards to their paid membership, just so you guys know. MHI announces largest 50 manufactured home community operators. Guaranteed they all got to be members. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, come on. All right. Let's, you know, let's move on. Let's move on. Not really here to pick on them because everything they said is critical and it's right. But, but they say, don't ignore the real facts about manufactured home safety. That's, that's the headline to this. And, and the truth is, they're just as clueless as Dan Klein, the reporter. Because they're trying to preserve the brand. It's like, it's like when there's an airplane crash and everybody talks about how much safer it is to fly as opposed to drive. Well, yeah, but I still don't want the airplane to crash. Right? It was like Big Tobacco back in the day talking about, well, you know, cigarettes, they don't really, it's more about genetics than, you know, lung cancer from cigarettes. Perception. I mean, so you get this Tim Williams person, and then you get this manufactured housing institute that's supposed to be seemingly important. But the truth is, neither one of them understand what the freak branding means. They just don't. Right? Because what were the headlines from Google Alerts? Dog dies. Police respond. Burning water heater. This perp catches fire, that catches fire, zoning board. Nobody's creating news. I mean, what news are you creating? What brand are you building? The mobile home industry, like every other industry out there, has its negatives, but it has overwhelmingly positive, but nobody's controlling the narrative. They're letting the narrative and editorial inserts be done for them. Who's pushing out the stories? Who's pushing out content? Who's rallying behind? Right? I mean, are you creating stories in your industry? Or are you focused on the sale? Create the story. I was listening to uh, Colin Cowherd yesterday. And, and I'm not a big Cowherd fan because, you know, he's slightly obnoxious when it comes to politics and whatnot, but be that as it may. He said, be so damn good at what you do that you can make a few mistakes. They'll let you start over a few times. What's the number one thing that you could be? Be talented. Who's being talented within your industry? There are brand leaders. There is, there is a reason why Tony Robbins is the head of the pack when it comes to personal development and the personal development industry and hell, even in the financial industry, yet, if you search long and hard, there are other teachers, 
other spokespeople that give amazing wisdom for those that want to be involved in personal development, for those that want to take control of their life, but yet he's built a brand that's in market demand. He's built the story. He's controlled the narrative for all these years. Say what you want and say what you will about those in the real estate industry. Look at Josh Altman at Million Dollar Listing. Nobody would have given two craps about this guy 10 years ago. But he's controlling his brand. This isn't, this isn't Josh, this isn't Keller Williams, Josh Altman ultimate team. This is his brand. He's creating the content. You know, he's creating the story. Yet, within our industry, the mobile home industry, nobody's doing that. Mobile homes are usually the butt end of jokes. Jim Cantori from the Weather Channel is the guy that's showing up in Tornado Alley in the middle of freaking Kansas because he wants to see a mobile home fly down the road. That's bullshit. Because we let others control the narrative. Because they're so focused in on their profit center that they're forgetting to build a brand. I mean, look around. Look around in social media and, and look at the folks in the mobile home industry. They have zero sphere of influence. They have zero impact because they're not offering anything of value. Is the voice of the mobile home industry, this manufactured housing institute, they sure as hell don't speak for us. They have zero sphere of influence. They're making a lot of money off of people already that believe the same thing. Right? That's why churches succeed. Hear me out. Because I am a believer. But I also understand there's the church and there's the business of churches. That if, if you're getting people to give their tithe or their offering, you don't do it outside the church walls. Why? Because you get money from those that believe the same thing as you. But those that can have the largest sphere of influence, like Rick Warren, like Billy Graham. Take Billy Graham as an example. Half of his stadiums, the hundreds of millions of people that he's affected in his life, half of those people didn't believe what he believed. So he was able to use his brand, use his story, his content, his sphere of influence to make change. See, companies can't do that. Companies and organizations or institutes or whatever they're called can't get out of their own damn way. This, this manufactured housing institute has to understand along with the Ohio Mobile Home Commission that people don't buy on logic. They don't buy on reason. They buy on emotion. 
People don't vote on logic. They don't vote on reason. They vote on emotion. People don't buy cars predicated upon logic. If that were the case, everybody would drive either a, a hybrid Prius, oh, heavens to Betsy, or, and it's, it's escaping me, what, uh, Steve, what is that one called? Uh, Elon Musk, Tesla. Everybody would do these things, right? Everybody, you go in their house, and there, there'd be no Doritos. It would be all vitamins and, and, and mineral water. Just like the same person, and God bless her spirit, the party of five that lives in that mobile home, and she's got to go out to the switchboard, turn her heat on and off, right? I don't know how many jobs they have. I don't know what their situation is, but I promise you this. I bet you there's cable and cell phones in their house. Goddamn right, I'd give up all those things, you know, to take care of, you know, an electrical issue. Hell, come to mobile home community. I'll send somebody to fix it for you for free. Why? Because I care what happens to this industry. I don't care through through fire-resistant features on the HUD code. I care about the person. I don't care about egress. I care about the person. I don't care about exterior doors. I care about the person. So in the thousands of homes that we buy, fix up, and sell, they all come with all those goodies. Smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors, all that kind of stuff. But we're controlling the narrative for our customer. Our client, not our customer, but our client. People really suck at that. It defies my imagination that, that we're a part of the second largest home demographic in the United States that's a butt end of people's jokes. Amazing. And what's even more amazing is, is that no one, no one does a thing about it. No one is willing to control the narrative. No one is willing to stand up and say, that's bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on it. And, and do it in such a way to where they actually say it, that it's bullshit. There's nothing wrong with saying that it's bullshit. Don't tip through, tiptoe through a minefield. Actually, I think you'd want to tiptoe through a minefield. I know I'd want to get the hell out of there as soon as Steve. We, we want to get out soon, but yeah, okay. You understand. Say it for what it is. When something sucks, say it sucks. Right? When something sucks, say it sucks. When something's great, say that it's great. When something needs change, it needs changed. Nobody's taking control of the narrative. Nobody's taking control of their brand. Nobody's understanding the idiosyncrasies involved in building a successful brand, which, oh, by the way, will determine if you have a successful business. We've talked about it at nauseum in social media and hashtag usage and all of these different things. But the truth is, it's paramount to your success. The only time you get a rah-rah are from people that believe the same thing as you. But the truth is, that's not where you make money.
And you don't make money being the running realtor. Uh, the handsome house guy. You have any idea how that comes off? Control the brand. Right? You're not, you're not a part of, you know, the Keller Williams Homes by Ryan Jones Ultimate Stud Team. You're just not those things. People, people aren't doing business with you because of a glamour shot. And I, I wish people would stop doing that. It's disturbing. Or, or something as simple as controlling the narrative. Don't use a Gmail account. Don't use a free So what's on my mind? If you're going to control your brand, show that you're more than a little mom and pop thing. Right? Like if you're a part of Zion Realty, whoever that is, and you're using a Gmail account, you have a little less credibility to a number of your buyers. Tina.ZionRealty at XYZ.com, Gmail, Hotmail, whatever. Really? You couldn't spend 99 cents on a domain and use the free email that comes with GoDaddy on that? I mean, that's, that's paramount. You gotta control the brand. You know, I, we, we go through Zwillow at, at times and we see people and, uh, you know, they've been on there for 100, 200, 300, 400, 441 days and they just keep lowering the price and, and they have a real estate agent that, that, that's representing them and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what, what, what are you doing? How are you controlling the narrative? What is it that you're doing? You know, I went through the other day and, and I was so excited to see that a realtor was doing a video virtual tour of this mobile home. I had no idea who the realtor was. I was so pumped up. Sat down at my desk, ready to go. Ready to go. Maybe I can learn something here. So we love doing video tours of properties. I'm ready to go. I'm sitting down. Here we go. I hit play. Here comes the brand moment. Get me excited. Welcome me to this home. Tell me what's amazing. And would you know it? There's not one second of audio on this video. I couldn't believe it. So she had like 25 other listings. I went to all the other listings. And she did these virtual tours with not one second of audio. I'm like, are you serious? You can't be serious, but are you serious? You can't be serious, but she was. And I thought, what an amazing sales opportunity. The moment that somebody presses that play button, you have the opportunity <coughs> to captivate them in any and every way possible. They are now yours. The hard part was getting them there to hit the play button. That was the hard work. Now comes the reward. Give them the reward. You gotta remember, as a brand, as an industry expert, as everyone calls themselves out there, 
You have to understand that people want to be led. No matter how much people say that they're leaders. I'm a leader. Okay. It's like on a resume when you say, I give 110% of a team player. What the freak does that mean? Oh, it makes me want, it literally makes me want to vomit when we're interviewing people. You can count on me. I, I'll give you 110%. I'm a team player. Eh. Great. I got a lot of team players. Oh, that's great. I want an innovator. I want a creator. I want a disruptor. I want somebody that's going to take something and make it their own. Make it your own. I don't need another person to tell us that, yes, what we're doing is working. I want somebody to say, this is what we can do to make it better. Let me show you. So here you are. This person has entrusted you with their home. They're paying you a percentage, a far too great percentage, I might add, to sell their home and you let it sit on Zwillow for 441 days because nobody in the mobile home industry looking for mobile homes, right? That's looking for them is going to Zwillow. And after 441 days on Zwillow, by golly, you would think that you'd realize that, you know, uh, yeah, this isn't working. Nope. Can't do that. So, but forget all that. You got somebody interested in your home. They go to click on it and nothing. You have every opportunity in the world to do 95% of the sales work right then and there. When they get to the home, it's just a matter of getting them excited about the home. Right? But you don't. Why? Do you not care about your brand? What it is you're trying to accomplish? Their brand, their house, their trust that they entrusted you with? I just, I can't fathom that. Not for a second. So here you are. You're the Manufactured Housing Institute. You're the brand for so many and the consumer. By God, if you don't think you don't represent the consumer, your little institute should fold up and go away by the wayside, right? Having little gatherings for people that already love each other, cute, but not effective. When's the last time you had intensive conferences where people actually went out there and took action, not only for their business, but the industry? Steve Jobs revolutionized the personal computing industry. He made PC sexy. Bill Gates made the personal computing industry easy for everyone. That's why they're in like billions of homes. You know when Steve Jobs sucked at first? It's because he only cared about the machine. But then... When he made the machines and the iPods 
and the iPads and the iPhones with the consumer in mind, with the art. That's when everything changed. Is your industry doing that? If you're a real estate professional in Hoboken, Wisconsin or New Jersey or wherever the hell Hoboken is at, are you controlling the narrative? People say, well, the market does that. Man, that's crazy. No market dictates anything. You don't think homes were being sold in the 80s when interest rates were at double digits going to 20% and you need to have 20% down to buy a home? Don't tell me that markets dictate anything. You're the market. You're the brand. You control the narrative. If I wanted to right now, I could get the biggest sluggish copier from Xerox, if they even make those things still, for five grand and I can go from company to company and sell one a day. Because I'm controlling the narrative. People say, well, the, the you know, computers are dead. Everybody's using the smartphone. Bullshit. Dell is controlling the narrative. People are still forking over thousands of dollars in drove for iMacs and MacBooks because they're controlling the narrative. They're controlling their brand. Nobody else is controlling their brand but Apple. Apple is not subservient to editorial reviews. That is so key. And if you don't think it's key, you're not paying attention. You need to pay attention and control your brand. But most people look at their brand, social media, and all this stuff as an afterthought. So here we got a guy. Here we got a guy. This was amazing. So we sent an email. Uh, one of our salespeople was out and about. They came across this guy's uh, business card. He was posting them at QT's, which is a gas station here in the Valley. He was leaving cars. Randomly. Which is just maddening on every conceivable level. But anyway. Okay? So, here's the guy, Ryan Phillips. And, and one of my folks send him an email because we buy thousands of homes a year as a company. We facilitate as a listing entity, right? Where buyers and sellers can come together and buy each other's stuff. Tens and tens and tens of thousands of homes a year. And we say to him in the email, that we encourage people to use a home inspector when buying the home. So, letting them know that we do thousands of mobile homes, looking for another person that, that has a history of inspecting mobile homes, 
Love to see what he knows. So from his Gmail account with no website on the business card, Big Brother Inspections at gmail.com. Hi, Paul. I have been inspecting homes full-time for almost 15 years now, and mobile homes have always been a part of my base. Mm-hmm. Let me know if I can ever be of service. That's it. <laughs> That's hysterical. It really is. No phone number. No website. No social media, no ending to the email, no, wow, so excited that you filed my business card. I have no idea either. Love mobile homes. Done about, you know, 1,433 home inspections within the last X amount of years. Always looking to work with professionals. Totally excited about talking with you. What can I get together with somebody? Can we come by to your office? Would you like to see a portfolio of my work? No brand. No brand. Amazing to me. Why? What's the point? What was the point of email? A small dossier for just a moment with nothing else. What's the point? Oh, and uh, no, we never emailed him back. But we've used him as an example in a lot of different things. Love that. Appreciate that. Right? But the truth is, what was the point? If you were going to email this, don't even email it back. It just, it just looks bad. No brand control. And that's, that's significant. That's significant. So, you controlling the brand is critical. You know, the other thing, like on social media, when we talk about the brand, we talk about how important it is that you're accessible to people. I mean, without being accessible, what's the point of social media? Social media is now your reference point for customers to come and look at you. They want to come and check you out. They want to know what type of person you are. If you're dumb enough, they want to know what type of politics you have. They want to know what other people are saying. Are people engaging with your content? What's your sphere of influence? So why in the world, why in the world would you have a locked or protected Twitter account? So we went through the statistics of our Twitter account, right? Because people say, well, you know, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter doesn't work. You know, Facebook works, but Twitter doesn't work. So we went back and we looked at the last 18 months of our company. Do you know on average, we have helped facilitate 2.25 sales per weekend, every weekend, for our clients in the mobile home industry through Twitter. Why? Well, for one, we, we don't buy followers. We don't buy fake accounts. We only engage with like-minded people. Like, I don't really care 
Like, I don't go out there and, and, and people have, you know, 10,000 people that are interested in yoga following them. I, I only want to deal with people that, that are interested in, in mobile homes. Right? You got to fish in the right pond. Right? So, so, so if you're out there and you want to catch X fish, but that pond is known for Y fish and the bait that you're using is for Y fish, what makes you think you're ever going to catch X fish? You're fishing in the wrong pond. But there's no allure to a protected account. So here you are, a company who you're trying to develop an online brand for, and you have a protected account. Meaning, nobody can look at your tweets. Nobody can see your sphere of influence until you grant them the permission to do so. I can't think of a Fortune 500, 100, 1,000, 5,000, or anybody that has any sphere of influence that does that. It just, it just doesn't work. So stop. If you're doing it, stop doing it. You just got to stop. You absolutely have to stop. Be proud of your brand. Be proud of your sphere of influence. And if you're not doing anything on social media, the truth is you shouldn't even have the account because you're doing more harm than good. It defies logic on as to why these things happen. Twitter is about a volume gig. If you want people to love what it is that you're doing, engage in the process. Engage in the process. There's nothing wrong with that. But you just you just can't do brand development or creating the story or controlling the narrative or social media as a convenience. You, you have to do this as religiously as you would breathe. One of the, one of the greatest analogies I've ever heard uh, from a marketer, he said... You want a mark like a dog going out on a walk for a pee. Where that dog is marking its territory every three feet. That's how you control a brand. That's how you control a narrative. That's how you control a story. Be raw, real, right? Don't sound like a bank. If you got something to say, say it. If you got something to say, say it in the real, most real possible way that you can. Say what you want, say what you will about Gary Vaynerchuk. Vaynerchuk, doesn't matter. Gary V. Whether you like him or you hate him, he doesn't care. He is who he is. His success is predicated upon who he's become. The same thing with Tony Robbins. Who doesn't have a protected Twitter account? So if you're a bath company, a flooring company, a contractor, a realtor, why in the world would you have a protected Twitter account? That's, that's not a good brand. Control the narrative. What is the message that you're trying to get out every day? People, 
age that we live in, people have really taken for granted <coughs> how blessed we are and the opportunities that we have to reach people in ways and mediums that we didn't have 25, 30 years ago. I'm not old guy, get off my lawn, and I'm certainly at 30 years ago, not even in business yet, okay? But but here's what I do know. I know what a quarter-page ad in a cheesy newspaper cost, or worse yet, having an ad in the yellow pages. <laughs> People would rather fork over thousands of dollars to have a cheesy ad in the yellow pages. And if you don't know what the yellow pages are, because we have a lot of millennials that listens to the, go find one. Just Google it. Go find a yellow pages somewhere, right? It's probably sitting right next to a payphone on a chain because that's, that's how you found people. You couldn't Google anything. You had to go look it up in a book that wasn't an audible. Oh, precious snowflake. You don't have to touch a book. We don't want to do that, right? But people have begun to underestimate the power of branding and content and engagement and the value that you can bring to your business. They have taken for granted the true cost of what it used to be to engage people. That's why people still do shitty promotions of, of um, hey, we're giving away Texas Ranger tickets. Who cares? Come on down to our dealership. We're cooking hot dogs and hamburgers and crafts for the kids. Who cares? I never once in all my years on this earth have ever said, I'm going there because they're giving away free weenies. Really? See, that's the kind of stuff that makes you feel like you're doing something, but you're not doing a damn thing. We're going to have balloon animals for the kids. Okay. Listen, let me ask you something. When's the last time a Maserati dealership said, come on down for free hot dogs and hamburgers and fun time for the kids? You're never going to see a Maserati dealership do that. Because the people buying Maseratis, A, don't care. But I'm, I'm here to tell you that the people buying mobile homes really don't give a shit about free hot dogs and free Texas Ranger tickets. Because A, who the hell wants to see the Texas Rangers? Did I say that out loud? Probably shouldn't have said that. Now I've alienated all four people in Texas that like the Rangers. I'm okay with that. Steve, we okay? we're okay with that. I'm okay with that. Right? That's not, what does that say about your brand? What, what, what it's saying is, is that what it is that you want and you need can be found here, but we don't believe that's going to be good enough for you. So we're going to give you something. That's why people say, well, how come you don't do stuff for free? Because there's no value in free. <coughs> there's no value in free. If something was given to you for free, it has less value than if you purchased it. Hence why 83% of all lottery winners end up broke because they don't respect the process in which it takes to earn something. Do you think I'm going to give 
two rats kicks about free Rangers tickets? Or not? You're just so excited I knocked over my microphone. Give it away for free. Is that what you want your brand to be? So funny. We go through economic downturns and, and everybody talks about changes in the economy and people are buying less at Walmart and the leading economic indicators, you know, going back a few months and, oh my gosh, people bought less Black Sunday this holiday. But yet, 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 Rolex profits were at an all-time high. Tag Heuer, BMW, Lexus. Why is that? Because they control the narrative. They don't let markets or economies change what it is that they're doing. Did you hear about BMW getting the corporate bailout or Ford? Ford, not BMW, not Porsche, not Audi, right? Didn't Volkswagen just have to cut like this ginormous check because of, you know, some bullcrap pollution credit thing, whatever it was? Uh, nobody had to bail them out. I wonder why. They control the brand. They control the narrative, which in turn controls profitability. They're really good at something. So when you're really good at something, guess what happens? Right? You get more than one chance. Our industry, the mobile home industry, is really bad at controlling the narrative really bad. People think the narrative are going to be controlled by showing really nice pictures of 2017, 2016, 2018 models of kitchens. And that's wonderful. And they're gorgeous. And I could take people into mobile homes that wouldn't even know that they were mobile homes unless they were told. But none of that matters. Because the narrative is being controlled by someone else. That's not people within the industry. And that is bullshit. I'm cursing a lot more in this week's episode. I don't mean to do that. But this whole thing with Ohio and, and Governor Kasich, I, ex- I see, look, I expect stupid decisions to be made by the government. I really expect stupid decisions to be made by John Kasich. Okay? I mean, I, yeah, look. <laughs> I'm not going there. Because I don't want to alienate the people that, that like Kasich. I'm not saying whether I like him or not. What I do expect is a better response in understanding the industry better from something that claims to be the Manufactured Housing Institute. Because the response wasn't proportional with the problem. Because anything of newsworthy note that they put out through this paid service for press releases that they use has nothing to do with the industry. And the perception of the industry. And it's only going to change when everybody in the industry changes it from the inside out and starts controlling the narrative. But nobody actually has the ability or perception that I can see to do it. Because they all show up at little conventions and little expos with their little booths and tablecloths. And they show love to each other. They have little keynote speakers and golf outings. And it's so ridiculous. 
It's so ridiculous. Nothing's learned from that. Nothing's changed. Did anybody even know that it was happening? Yeah, probably the people that get the same email. Every year they waste all this money going out to a convention so they can see Billy Bob from XYZ Financial Services or dealer. Come on, man. That's not how you grow an industry. That's not how you change a perception of the industry. And putting out sterile press releases that nobody's going to give a crap about, all that does is speak to your base of people that are paying you thousands of dollars a year and they're expecting you to do something like this when you've done nothing at all. Be better. Bring something of value to people. Bring something of value to people. The Ohio Manufactured Homes Association should be bringing something of value to its constituents, which are those that live in mobile homes in the state of Ohio. The truth is, Mr. Tim Williams, if you would have done something of value, the government wouldn't have had to have gotten involved in whatever is happening there. It is better to be proactive than to be reactive, but nobody in the manufactured housing industry wants to be proactive. They all want to be reactive. They want to live in their little bubbles and upgrade people from single wise to double wise and churn over mortgages and turn over insurance. When at the end of the day, there's no growth. It's being successful in spite of oneself. And that's most industries for God's sakes. They're successful in spite of themselves. Ask Radio Shack how well that worked. Ask Sears how well that worked. You can only be successful in spite of yourself for so long, even those in the mobile home industry. And I, for one, am going to ensure a change, not from the top to the bottom, because I really could care less what anybody else does. We're going to change it with the people that have a vision and innovation to bring value, not only to the consumer marketplace, but the retail marketplace, but the service provider marketplace, to the dealer marketplace. Those are the people that you want to do things with. And if you're not those people, then get the hell out of our way. I don't need to tell me, I don't need to have people around me to say yes. Right? I don't need to join organizations or institutes to tell me how lovely the industry is. That's bullshit. I want to be with people that are going to disrupt an industry for the better, that are willing to do whatever it takes to bring value to an industry. And if you're with that, we'd love to have you. So, look, guys, I went off on a little bit of a tangent here this week, but this this whole thing that happened in the last day or so really kind of cheesed me off because it's stupid. And I hate stupid things. Stupid things that lead to stupid responses and then people feel really good about themselves. So whoever you are, the Manufactured Housing Institute in Arlington, Virginia, calling, you know, by the way, consumer civilians, hey, great job. So wonderful. That was really bad. And, and, and for the state of Ohio, my God, please stay out of it. Stay out of it. Right. I'm not saying this guy, Tim Williams, the executive director of the Ohio Manufactured Homes Association is is worth, you know, the crust on a piece of bread. I have no idea, but I know this. Government isn't going to fix it because they haven't fixed anything to date. 
And that's an absolute fact. And for everybody else, if you haven't picked up on what today's session was all about, it's about controlling the narrative. Are you willing to control the narrative? And if you do, you're going to win short-term and long-term. You got to level up your game. You don't have to create something. You just got to make it better. And once you figure out that you don't have to be the creator, just an innovator and make it something better, you will control your marketplace like nobody else's business. That's what we're leveling up to do. And I encourage, and I don't care what it is you're selling, envelopes, business cards, pens, fans, copiers, real estate, hockey pucks. I don't care what it is that you're selling. But the moment that you make the process better for those consuming and you control the narrative, you're going to knock the cover off the ball. So with that happy Mother's Day, by the way, to all the moms out there, spend sad Sunday with the one you love. Mothers are the backbone to everything that's amazing in this world. It absolutely positively is the truth. Behind anything and any moon that is successful in this world, a mother may that be. And if you don't believe it, don't come back. Happy Mother's Day, one and all, to all the amazing moms out there. Hug, kiss, and love them. Tomorrow is never for certain. Don't take for granted today. This segment was a little long as far as what's on my mind, but that's what's on my mind. Go control the narrative of your life. Build a brand that your mother would be proud of. We'll see you next week.